Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we're able to be together to start this day in prayer. Today is Saturday, and this is the end of the 23rd week after Pentecost. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hands are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from 1 Samuel chapter 18. When David had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was bound to the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Saul took, uh, Saul took him that day and would not let him return to his father's house. Then Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as his own soul. Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that he was wearing and gave it to David and his armor and even his sword and his bow and his belt. David went out and was successful wherever Saul sent him. <clears throat> as a result, Saul set him over the army. And all the peoples, even the servants of Saul, approved. As they were coming home, when David returned from killing the Philistine, the women came out of all the towns of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines and songs of joy and with musical instruments. And the women sang to one another as they made merry, Saul has killed his thousands and David his ten thousands. Saul was very angry. For this saying displeased him. He said, They have ascribed to David ten thousands, and to me they have ascribed thousands. What can he have more but the kingdom? So Saul eyed David from that day on. The next day an evil spirit from God rushed upon Saul, and he raved within his house, while David was playing the lyre, as he did day by day. Saul had his spear in his hand, and Saul threw the spear, for he thought, I will pin David to the wall. But David eluded him twice. Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with him, but the Lord had departed from Saul. So Saul removed him from his presence and made him a commander of a thousand. And David marched out and came in leading the army. David had success in all his undertakings, for the Lord was with him. 
When Saul saw that he had had great success, he stood in awe of him. But all Israel and Judah loved David, for it was he who marched out and came leading, came in leading them. Then Saul said to David, Here is my elder daughter Merab. I will give her to you as a wife. Only be valiant for me and fight the Lord's battles. For Saul thought, I will not raise a hand against him. Let the Philistines deal with him. David said to Saul, Who am I, and who are my kinfolk, my father's family in Israel, that I should be son-in-law to the king? But at the time when Saul's daughter Merab should have been given to David, she was given to Adriel, the Maholathite, as his wife. Now David's daughter Michael loved Saul. Saul was told that the thing pleased him, and the thing pleased him. Saul thought, let me give her to him, that she may be a snare for him, and that the hand of the Philistines may be against him. Therefore, Saul said to David a second time, You shall now be my son-in-law. Saul commanded his servants, Speak to David in private and say, See, the king is delighted with you, and all his servants love you. Now then, become the king's son-in-law. So Saul's servants reported these words to David in private. And David said, Does it seem to you a little thing to become the king's son-in-law, seeing that I am a poor man and of no repute? The servants of Saul told him, This is what David said. Then Saul said, Thus you shall say to David, The king desires no marriage present except a hundred foreskins of the Philistines, that he may be avenged on the king's enemies. Now Saul planned to make David fall by the hand of the Philistines. When his servants told David these words, David was well pleased to be the king's son-in-law. Before the time had expired, David rose and went, along with his men, and killed one hundred of the Philistines. And David brought their foreskins, which were given in full number to the king, that he might become the king's son-in-law. Saul gave him his daughter Michael as a wife. But when Saul realized that the Lord was with David and that Saul's daughter Michael loved him, Saul was still more afraid of David. So Saul was David's enemy from that time forward. Then the commanders of the Philistines came out to battle, and as often as they came out, David had more success than all the servants of Saul, so that his fame became very great. The word of the Lord. Okay. There's a lot of stuff in this chapter that makes us wonder just what is going on here. Anyone who has spent any time in Sunday school has most likely learned the great story of David and Goliath that we read yesterday, but these stories today about David, we're probably not uh, all that familiar with. I have found that it helps for me to write my questions down when I'm puzzled by something in Scripture. Later on, then, I can look into the question, look up uh, answers in various commentaries or dictionaries on my own, or or even better, to join in the discussion around scriptures with a friend or even with your pastor. Some of our questions in this chapter might be questions about the nature of the relationship between Jonathan and David, or why Saul challenges David with such a strange and disturbing task to make him worthy of marrying his daughter, since there's a difference in in status between uh, the, the shepherd boy David and, and now Saul as king. 
or whatever else you might be wondering. In, in the larger flow of the story of David, though, all of the things that we've seen here show us really what it means when St. Paul tells us that all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to God's purpose. In fact, it seems that our God takes delight in frustrating the plots and plans of those who work against the Lord's anointed, turning their evil schemes into blessings for the Lord's chosen ones and through them for for all people. It seems that everything Saul does to try to hurt or even kill David only makes him stronger, increases his reputation and popularity, raises his status among the people, and, and makes them all love him all that much more, and Saul fear him even more. Even Saul's children love David and seek his prosperity and well-being. As God's people, We put our trust and our faith and our love in Jesus, and we pray that the Lord never lets us be put to shame for placing our trust in him. But instead, we pray that God transforms even these challenging times into blessings for us and for all who can see God at work in and through our lives. We pray, give us ears to hear and eyes to see and then mouths to proclaim all that God has done for us. So don't be discouraged when everything seems to be going against you. God has the power to bring life out of death and to turn curses into blessings, and has certainly promised to do so for you in Christ. And you know, if we can find it in ourselves every so often to distance ourselves from our own story for a while, to look in on it from the outside as we are looking in on the outside of the story of David and Saul in their household. It will be interesting, won't it, to see how God brings things all together for good in the end? And for example, in the story that we're reading, now that David is married into Saul's family, we're faced with an interesting long-term question. First of all, Saul's household has been rejected by God. Does David marrying into that household bring him also under that curse? What about long-term questions about who will be the next king? That is, the king after David. Of course, we all know that David will succeed Saul. But, but if a child of Michael and David should happen to become the heir of David's throne, wouldn't that preserve the royal line of Saul? And hasn't God already refused to create a dynasty from the house of Saul? Hmm. A lot of interesting questions. There's only one way to know how it all plays out. That is to keep reading on and to keep on wondering and asking questions as we go. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies and from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. 
And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and for all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationships with others. For what else are we thankful Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for this congregation, that we may live to love you, to serve you, to bear witness to your light and your life. For those who govern the nations of the world, that they might do so according to your mercy and your justice and your love for even the lowliest of people. For people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, that you would frustrate the evil plans of those who bring war and instead may peace break out. We pray for all who are working for peace and international harmony. For those who are striving to save this earth from carelessness and destruction. For who else or for what else do we pray today? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.